back together once again. Yeah. It's been a long time. Work is a fuck. Yeah. Uh, 410 billion dead customers. Yeah. <laughs> and CEOs. It's fuck them. But, you know, that's what the life is like when you work for the man. And, uh... Just like every summer, how we have our traditions, like in our previous episode on Danger 5, another one of our uh, somewhat more recent traditions, like literally since the year it came out, 2014, the year of our Lord. We got uh, in 2015. Mar- yeah, Marty Jackatansky, our uh, Lord and Savior, the yeah. Buzzard King. Um, the the Animal us. Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> graced us with, uh, with this wonderful fucking film. It's a great performance. It really is. So yeah, we're going to talk about Buzzard today. And uh, it's just a film that we really hold close to our disgusting, sleazy little fucking hearts. It ticked all the right boxes yeah. in, like the, in the Brent interest zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and same. It's just like... But at the same time, I suffer a lot from like secondhand embarrassment. And uh, yeah. the performance in this is like... It's made like that. It's like... <laughs> It kind of like I don't know if you'd call it like a buddy comedy when like the it buddy when like the buddies in the movie it's like it's a very one sided abusive relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know that fuck of a friend that you had when you were like eight between like eight and eleven, and it's like he was really your closest friend, but you also like your really, greatest bully too. Yeah, yeah. Like you kind of fucking hated him every time he left and you'd be like, I don't want him coming over anymore. Yeah. And then like, you'd ask your parents if he'd come over the next time and they'd be <laughs> like, you said you didn't want to hang out with him anymore. You said he's mean. And you're like, no, that's not true. Yeah. That's, that's the relationship between Derek and Marty. Yeah. Our, uh, our two main characters in buzzard. <laughs> Which, Directed uh, by Joel Petrikas and Derek is uh, played by Joel Petrikas. Yeah. Uh, he, ever since Buzzard came out, he's been he's been a director I kind of been keeping my eye on. Yeah, and rightfully so. He's got quite a few fun ideas, and like they're very original. You know, usually when someone's like, "Oh, check out this indie film. It's so original." You're about to go into like a snooze fest with a whole bunch of like mumblecore, mumblecore, <laughs> uh, normalcore, highbrow. Yeah, like. Milk toast core is yeah. that a real thing? It is. Man, it I just is. wish I moved out of my hometown. Uh, and now, like the the shins are playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally just the soundtrack from Garden State. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. You're listening sweet. to the Strokes. I like those bands. Yeah. Oh man, this guy filmed it like he's Wes Anderson. <laughs> he really gets me. Oh fuck, my beanie's starting to slide over my left ear, not my right ear. Fuck! (laughs) That girl with the oversized glasses and the sunflower dress won't talk to me. If she's an all baguette, though, that's all right with me. Yeah, you know she got bangs. She got bangs. (laughs) You know nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, man. But Buzzard... Doesn't um, fall into that fucking category. Thank fuck. It's like... It's it's got some... I feel like it's meant to, like... Well, I mean, it probably wasn't intentional, but, like, it it would lure the highbrow... Yeah, uh, mumblecore. <laughs> right, right. Um, the mumble, mumble. The, the folks that like are the actual definition. Like you know when you use a word too much and then it just loses its meaning. Right. The original hipsters. Yes. The people that want to be like I know that, <laughs> and you don't know that. The people that ruined the beat generation. Yes, absolutely. And then, and then eventually the hippie counterculture. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like. Uh, did you know that Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys is actually a solo performer, too? I bet you didn't, but I actually have all of his albums and singles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And, it, like, now, when you think of Hipster, you think of someone who's got, like, you know, the the, the quaffed beard. Yeah. The essential oils. I'll ride my Segway into the coffee shop and talk about my new tech startup. I make apps that uh, fondle your balls. Yeah. Uh, and this and all comes watch like while while said hipster is like flinging his scarf over his and shoulder. I'm, I'm also it's the middle <laughs> of summer, and I'm also selling all your personal data, <laughs> right? And those are the people that Marty Jackatansky uh, actually uh, scams. Kinda, <laughs> kinda. <laughs> yes. I imagine that he uh, would if he could. I imagine that Mr. Wayne Needler <laughs> is probably one of those people. Um, so. Brent, how about you take us down uh, kind of like the synopsis 
slash plot line of Buzzard. Okay, yeah, okay. well, the film opened. we're not doing, like, a commentary with this. Not with this one, I guess. No, we were, Maybe another we were time. too busy stuffing our faces while you're watching this. <laughs> playing yeah. catch-up, being bros. Yeah. Like, okay, so the film opens with Marty. Um, it's like you don't even see his face, but uh, he's just playing NES. With He's trying to play with the Power Glove, which you know the Power Glove is a piece of shit. It really is, yeah. It works with, like, maybe two games, really. Yeah, fuck the, fuck the movie Wizard, because that <laughs> shit doesn't actually... It is so bad. It is really bad. And, um... Yeah, and then he's just, like, smashing his, like, table, and then, like, the title screen, buzzard, and he's just, like, pissed off face. Yeah. And then we're treated to a second intro, because yeah. one wasn't enough, bitch. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Neither was, like, the title card of your DVD that you probably have. Right. You know, because where else are you going to fucking find this film? You can probably find it online somewhere for free. Like, not saying pirating it, but, like, I'm sure that it's probably up somewhere that you can watch it for free. Might be able to wrench it on Let YouTube. me talk about the second intro. It's yeah. It's it's like the first half would be more like the this is for like I don't know if you call it like horror fans, right? Yeah, or like if you want like the the more aggressive types. Yes. And then the second part is more of a this is like this is the mumble time. Yep. This is your mumble core entrance. Like the he goes to a first federal bank to close his checking account. And it's very, it's a very drawn out scene. Like, honestly, like a typical movie probably would have made that scene like 30 seconds. Yeah. Lots of cuts. Buzzard makes this like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Plus. And and they do that fairly often. It's it's a lot of long takes, but the single takes. That, the thing with the single takes and the long takes, honestly, as far as this films go, uh, this film goes is to me, it almost brings like a sense of reality. Yeah. You know, like you are going to be sitting there and you get the feeling of awkwardness or like kind of on edge feeling anxiety uh, sitting in those scenes. It's believable. It is. It is. And uh, he closes his checking account. The teller leaves for like, like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like it's, a it's, 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 this is like one take. It's just like yep. staring at his face. Uh, you'll get a really good profile of um, shit. What's his name? Joshua Berg. Yep. Plays Marty. Um, his very gaunt features. He, he he's skeletal. He looks like Buster Keaton, and it's really oh funny. Oh my god! Because like he's always like, dude, just let me play Buster Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> I just like he's like I I get told that all the time that I should play him, and I, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I follow him on Twitter, and he'll he'll mention that once in a while. Um. <laughs> anyways, he waits, and then like eventually the teller comes back. Okay, the when we rewatch this, the we watch with subtitles. Yeah, and. The uh, it turns out the teller, like in the beginning of the scene before Marty walks in, is talking about Persona 4. Yeah, to some bro, <laughs> like and he's complaining about how he's wasting all his fucking time fishing so he can increase his or no, fishing when, when he could, he be, could st- be studying and increasing his stats. I'm like, dude, I've been there, and like, like you gotta get that fucking river giant, bro. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, and like, I was like, okay, cool. Anyways, he comes back. He hands him all his money that he closed in his checking account. He's like, all right, is there anything else we can help for you today? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'd actually like to open a checking account here. <laughs> he's like, I'd like to, no, he says, I would like to take advantage of your uh, um, your free $50 checking free yeah. checking account promotion. Yeah. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, no, I, I want to open a checking account and take advantage of your, your, promotion, your $50 promotion. He's like, oh, come on, dude. Like, really? Yeah, you're going to do that? And he's just like, yeah. 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 Where do you work? It's like first federal, like the bank that he's in. Yeah. He's like, you work here. He's like, I'm a temp. <laughs> yeah. I work at the other one. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, they, they actually think I'm gone right now. Yeah. They're like, no, they think I'm still there. Like, I don't know. Like, they don't even know. Yeah. I'm gone. Like, I'm on lunch. They think that I'm still there. They don't know that I've left. It's been three hours. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you're wasting my time. Like he's like, dude, yeah, just open the account. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And so you kind of get like the uh, the character profile too of this guy who's just like. He doesn't give a fuck. Right. He literally doesn't give a fuck. I read a review. I can't take credit for this. Um, it was like, Marty is like the kid who you went to high school with. Yeah. Who you wonder, like, how the fuck does he function outside of... How does he function anywhere? Yeah. And except, like, now he's like 30-ish yes. years old. 
He's the guy that always had like the five dollar bill with like a hook on it or like you know a string <laughs> and tape, and he feeds it into the pop machine, grabs he, it back out to get his uh, soda. He's like the weird goth kid who always fucked around in class and always like he yeah you know, you know was, like, he probably didn't have a lot of friends, but like yeah. he was always good for a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and then but then like later on you're like, well that dude's fucked up. Yeah, that's yeah. Marty. Yeah, that's fucking. If you Marty. can think, you have to be able to think of at least one kid you went to school with. I can oh, think yeah. of a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to say I kind of was, but no, I wasn't. You weren't. I wasn't. <laughs> I want. No I just want to be cool. Tansky. I'm not. I'm not. But yeah, that's that's Marty. Yeah, that's Marty. That's the the who that film's about. He's the buzzard. I was gonna say yeah. He he really carries on the namesake of the film because he's he's a fucking carrion dude. <laughs> he's a scavenger. He like eats like shit. He lives by scams and <laughs> he, like just fucking over other people. And he makes penny grabbing. He make he he bakes two Tostinos party pizzas in the oven. Hell yeah! Uh, drizzles Carito, uh, Doritos Cool Ranch. Yeah, on top of one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, drizzles actual ranch on top of that, and then folds the other one in and eats it like a weird taco. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm trying to decide if I'd like kick ass or not. <laughs> no, it's it's straight up like the thing that that's you what you might do have... when like your friend's like, dude, check this out, like, right? I yeah. dare you, and I'm like, all right, yeah. I will or do you're that. like literally broke, yeah. twenty some odd years old. You fucking dropped out of college, but you haven't told your parents yet <laughs> because you know they're gonna just be like, you need to move home and sort sort yourself out. And this dude probably like told his parents that he graduated because he's like. Talking to his mom on the phone. He's, like, always lying about his life. Yeah, yeah. He is a perpetual fucking liar, dude. Yeah. A buzzard. He's he, a goddamn buzzard. And, uh, like I said, he... It's... There's, like, times where they get along, but him and Derek, mm-hmm. it's kind of a tragic relationship, honestly. Yeah. Because Derek is really in it for, like, the friendship. He, like, wants... He he wants, like, any friend. Yeah. Yeah. He he works at a shitty temp job at at a bank. Yep. Which he doesn't think is shitty, but he gets paid nine fifty an hour, maybe. Yeah, and if you get employee of the month six months in a year, you get a twenty five cent bonus. Twenty five cents, guys. Yeah. And you start at nine fifty. And he might get put on full time. Yeah. Oh man, oh man. And so like this dude, uh Derek. It's very uh, it's a good working class movie. It really is, yeah. And it and it takes place in the place in which it was filmed where Petroikis was actually uh where he's from which is Grand Rapids Michigan it's a lot yeah I think uh a lot of it was filmed in Michigan like Detroit mm-hmm. I think some other towns but yeah Grand Rapids especially yeah and so like which gives kinda, me hope yeah and like it's good that somebody's filming in Detroit right that place could use some like positive outcomes <laughs> yeah and I was gonna say like you got that and then on top of that at the same time it's kind of like um when we were watching Combat Shock, which honestly, it's kind of funny how much I reference that film <laughs> after like how fucked up I was after watching it the first time, being like, "Man, I just don't feel good." Yeah, it was but, fucked um, up. Like when it shows us like all of like the rundown, fucked up parts of L.A. Yeah, like this kind of it doesn't show you rundown, fucked up parts of Detroit. It just shows you what like Detroit is. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm, I'm pretty. A lot of the uh, shots, I feel like, in Detroit were meant to, like, not, like, like it's like kind of like that director's input. It's, like, not making Detroit look like a normal place. Yeah, it literally it looks is. like it's a like, normal big city. He goes to, like, a rap show. Yep. For us, it'd be, theaters. like, the equivalent of, like, Cedar Rapids, really. Yeah. It, when you watch it, you don't get the feeling of, like, oh, shit, big-ass city. You get the feeling of, like, this could be my city. Uh, one of the things, uh, there's... There's a number, they're not, they're like support, or I guess, I don't know, like, kind of bit characters, but right. a lot of the uh, people of color in this film are yes. like, people in positions of power. Yeah. Or authority. Yeah. Um, and they're usually like really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, his, their boss, Carol, I can't remember the actress's name, it might be on the back, but. Right. Uh, she seems like a cool boss. She really does. Like, very understanding and like, fair. Yeah, like yeah, anyone. Terry would be. Ann Nelson. Yeah, and like she's she's just like genuinely okay. Like she just seems really nice. And again, like also a, a person of color. Uh, when there's a part in the film where Marty injures his hand 
at home mm-hmm. uh, when he's trying to make a modified power glove, which is probably one of the, the uh, I- iconic trademarks of the film, I would say. Yeah. Uh, he modifies a NES power glove to have Freddy Krueger claws on it. Yeah, like with and that's like the coolest shitty, shit ever. <laughs> yeah, with like shitty ass kitchen knives. Yeah, and he cuts his hand while making it. Oh god, uh, dude, I've got one of those right now. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my own fucking Jack Atansky on my hand, but mine's from a cat. I remember when I went as him for Halloween that one year. That was dope. That was dope. <laughs> and you got to spray me with fake blood, and I got to spray you with fake blood, and we just had like a fake blood, blood off. jism party. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he, he then he goes to scam his job by like blaming it on their paper cutter. Yeah, they're like big, like huge paper rack cutter. Which honestly, again, solid scam. Solid scam. <laughs> one and two, it's kind of like one of the few instances of like the highbrow shit in this. Yeah, he does this because he doesn't have insurance. Yes. because he's a temp. And he knows that he needs to get it looked at by a doctor. He needs medical attention, but he can't afford medical attention. So he has to, you know, go through, like, scamming, scamish, nefarious methods. Yeah, yeah, like some goofy-ass fucking loops just to get into a doctor's office. When uh, his boss, Carol, sends him to the doctor, uh, the doctor's like, hey, this looks like it's, like, this happened, like, a day ago. Yeah. And he's just trying to be like, I don't know, man, I don't know, like... Shit. Yeah, like it was like two hours ago, dude. It happened at work. It's and he's like, just yeah, like, okay. and then like the daughters, he he knows he's yeah. smart. It, again, also person of color. Yep, black guy. Uh, he's just like, you don't have health insurance, do you? And mm-hmm. like he just kind of comes. He's like, no, I don't. Yeah. He's just like, all right, cool. Well, just uh, we're gonna give you some ointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you change the gauze every four hours. Yep. Like he's like, yeah, we're cool. He's like, with yeah. cold water. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's a yeah, kind of like. The people of color in this film are like really cool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't, they're like, not like, like they, they don't it. play the stereotypes. I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, they're like, they're not like, oh man, you what? You trying to scam the fucking <laughs> system, system, dog? What the fuck? That I'm a part of. Yeah, the society that I live in. Yeah, when I see what? T poses at, at, yeah. at him to and leave the building. Floats out his fucking window. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets the help that he actually needs, but he has to go and do some like really fucking goofy ass shit and yeah i guess we get to the whole like uh general plot line of the film mm-hmm. uh carol tasks marty with uh getting checks to former employees who like overpaid on taxes or something yeah something that like their, that their 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 data didn't match up with their system and it, their checks couldn't be mailed out to them so he's been tasked with uh getting a hold of them trying to find them and mm-hmm. get them their checks but and it's not like they're like small amounts they're like you know, maybe like twenty bucks here, fifteen bucks here. Just like a lot of checks, but it kind of adds up to maybe like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's say like five hundred yeah. to maybe a thousand. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so he he makes some phone calls. We see two phone calls. I imagine yeah. they film them more, but you know. Right. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, he kind of gives up on that when he just kind of just gets hung up on. You know, he tries like, hey, like. You yeah, need, he's trying to be a good guy. He's trying to do his job, you know. He's yeah. like, "Hey, like this." He's like, "You want to hear this? Is this is good news. It's good news for you." Yeah. Um. So he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna steal these checks." Yeah. Because he gets the idea when his mom mails him a check for his birthday, but actually made it out to his sister. Yeah, because you can, and like it kind of gives us another look into the life. Yeah. Of of uh, of Marty, where uh, you know, like forgotten by work, he calls his mom, his mom over a ten dollar check. That yep. Excellently got made out to his sister. Yeah, and he's in his 30s. Yeah, I'm pretty roughly. sure the actor is, at yeah. least. Um, Late 20s, early 30s, whatever. Right. Yeah. Anyway, and he, ca- yeah, he's, he calls his mom. He kind of catches up as he, as he lies about his life. Mm-hmm. And then, Getting uh, the manager position. Yeah, he has a lot of people that like him. Yeah. Which is not true. <laughs> like 20. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyways, and his mom tells him, like, oh, you can just sign the check over to yourself that yeah. that'll work so then he gets the idea to do that with all of these checks that he's stolen mm-hmm. from his job yeah because nobody wants them yeah and nobody nobody like everybody consistently doesn't pay attention it's there's no accountability there's zero accountability 
like the girl at the front desk at his job is also a temp, but she's getting hired on soon. Yeah. And like when he comes back at the beginning of the film, he'd been gone for three hours. Yeah. And she's like, you were gone forever. You were gone for like an hour. And he's like, more like three. <laughs> and she's like, whatever, dude, you know, you weren't, I'm not stupid. He's and like, he's well, like, all right. Okay. <laughs> like, he was straight. At, I think that was the only truth that he told in the whole fucking <laughs> yeah, film. Right. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So like, you know, he's he's ordering things for his office that are just like ridiculous that he doesn't need. So she's she's unknowingly part of one of his scams where he would then go to an office store and like return the things. Like he that... was like the dumb like cashier there yeah. to like give him cash. Yeah. For all this like returned goods. With with no fucking receipt and shit. <laughs> yeah. But like he would make pretty decent fucking money off of it. I would imagine that that yeah. shit probably adds up. I don't know how many, how often he does that. Right. Um, but it, it seemed, it seemed like, you know, the guy, they were too, they were very, um, acquainted. Yeah. We'll say that they were very acquainted. Do you want cash or store credit? <laughs> Come on, Come dude. On, dude. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Like, okay, cash. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I actually have a lot of, uh, fucking markers that I need to buy for all my shit. Yeah. So if you could just give me three hundred and ten dollars of in-store credit for markers, yeah, and, for sure, and push pins. But yeah, no. So he he pretty much just uses every single person in the movie that he possibly can for whatever ends that he finds. You know, he needs to get. Yeah, uh, uh, Derek alludes to him switching price tags on CDs in Best Buy. Yeah, letting which I'm pretty sure know. like. I, I think I remember, um, like, my brother, he used to work yeah. at Best Buy. I think he said, like, he'd catch people doing that shit. Oh, yeah. Even even when I worked there back in uh, 2012, I, that was still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> people trying to do that. Or, like, they would uh, they'd take the cardboard cardstock sleeve off of, uh, off of a CD, put it on, like, you know, two CDs or something like that, and, like... Pretty you slick. can clearly see the top. They mashed the, the cardboard over it. Not only that, but like it has the title of the CDs on the top on the plastic, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you kind of like flip it over, and you're like, Ten Thousand no. Days by Tool, uh, Ricky Martin." <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> this is a four dollar CD cover going over a twelve dollar. Yeah, Ricky CD. Martin's greatest hits. Which, by the way, I mean, like, if you're fucking trying to scam eight bucks on a fucking CD. Dude, just like rip it off the internet, dog. or you know, I like owning hey, physical media. Yeah, or yeah, I mean, like physical media for sure, for sure, for sure. Because no <laughs> one can take it away from you. No, yeah, no one can take. Oh, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, no, um, that kind of shit. So it kind of gives us the idea also that like Marty and Derek had also known each other for a long time. Yeah, at least like more than work, perhaps. It seems like unless yeah. Unless they're just alluding all that. to... He says that Marty... Or Derek says that he worked there three months before Marty. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been, you know... Maybe, like, they did know each other before that. Yeah. He do, though he does say, like, hey, we're work friends. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe, or, like, I mean, maybe, maybe he told Marty, like, hey, you should work here. Four out of ten don't understand the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Cinema sins. <laughs> Everything wrong with Buzzard. In 11 minutes or less. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with this film. No. I fucking... Oh, man. I'm so happy that we got to go back to it. Um, and, like, because it kind of puts your mind in a different place, which is what all good movies do. Yeah. Where you get to have your mind kind of transported into, like, this kind of, like weird disgusting sleazy land <laughs> that like that Marty, of like corporate america yes yep and one dude that just you know will not scam everything <laughs> yes yeah he will not just become a cog he refuses to yeah in fact he just you know breaks all the other cogs and like marty he's not a good person no not there's not all. a lot of redeeming qualities about him but somehow like you're still kind of rooting for him right yeah. where it's just like you you want to like dude if you just did this yeah you would probably be fine yeah exactly but like you fucked up you fucked up yeah uh, he's like I, somehow identifiable well it's like from my perspective like well you I, I hung you, out with people like yeah. you know, like, and, and it's like, like so you've been around those kind of people and you feel like perhaps at some point you've been that desperate before Yes. You've been that des you've thought about that shit. You've been like, mm, mm, that's dicey. And Marty's just like, I don't fucking care. It's like you're getting fired, dude. 
I don't fucking care. I hope I'm gonna, so. I'm going to tell on you. And then, yeah, uh, Marty is very prone to violence or anger. Yeah, yeah. He has an anger problem. Threatens a lot. He's very angry and he's very paranoid. Yeah. He doesn't use computers. He, uh, once he steals the checks, he thinks that, like, his apartment's been bugged. Yeah. So he needs to go to Derek's party zone and camp out for a few days until things blow over. Oh, yeah, dude. The party zone is sick. The party zone is sick. I, that's what that's what I in, in immediately thought about when I moved into this place. I'm yeah. like, do I want to make a party zone here? And, and we, I kind of did. Yeah, we we kind of <laughs> really. we kind of have a pretty sick party zone, bro. Like zero posters. It's no, my room is like uh maybe you see those memes where it's like uh men be, really be living in a place like this and don't see nothing wrong. And it's just like a mattress. Oh yeah. A TV and a game system. Like my old place uh in uh yeah, 2013. Where, like, my couch in my room was my bed, and there was a coffee table in front of my bed. Because, like, I could just hang out and game off the edge of my bed and just lay back when I was ready to go to bed. (laughs) My dog's bed was right next to my bed, but he would sleep on mine. And, like, it was just crammed in the corner with two fucking windows next to it. And, like, I couldn't even open up my closet all the way because it just hit my bed, which was literally a mattress on a box spring on the floor. And there was a cheeseburger in there? Yeah, dude, that fucking old ass, uh, which I found Pristine out was like cheeseburger. Yeah, which I found <clears throat> out was like literally three or four years old that had just been <laughs> hanging out up there because I actually found the people that left that cheeseburger in my closet. Nice. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, you left this. Yeah, I should have brought it to him. Yeah, you should have yeah, preserved and that. And a pack of Lucky Strikes. <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a weird place, but many a game, many a party was had there. That was some good times. That was, that was some good times. Was some good times. Oh. <sighs> And uh, fucking Derek's party zone kind of feels like you could get lost in there for hours because there's no windows. It's in a basement. Like you said, there's fucking posters everywhere. He's got his party zone globe. He's got, like, <laughs> how he's setting the whole thing up. And it all kind of feels like, like... A mini um, cooler, a uh, hot pocket microwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a shitty, rinky-dank garage sale. NES uh, and Genesis hooked up. Yeah, and he's, like, still buying games for the NES. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I got this, like, a week ago, and I'm, like, better at it than everybody else that I've ever <laughs> seen play it. He literally is a 10-year-old, 30-some-year-old man. He, Derek is, like, somebody who never grew up. Yeah. Who, like, can't grow up. Yeah. He lives with his dad, and he's, like, in his 30s. Yeah. He doesn't really show any interest in, like, any sort of, like, relationship. Like, there's never even, like... Yo, man, so-and-so is pretty hot, right? It's like, dude, give me more fucking Hot Pockets yeah. and a big-ass Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, there are antics in the party zone. That's that's some of the highlights of the movie. It really is. Like, that's probably, like, my favorite. Like... We need to talk about the deleted scene, though. Oh, yes. I, I, I imagine they couldn't keep it because uh, Joshua just yeah. couldn't keep it together while, yeah, no. <laughs> while Derek was going off. And even, like, in just, like, because uh, you had brought this up before we started recording, a lot of this film does seem like it's shot in, like, one take. Yeah, like, one take. A lot of it was most likely improvised. It's like they probably yeah. had like, here's the scene. Here's what's yep. gonna happen. Do yep. what Marty would do or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Just like he just kind of tell him like, well, there's a probably one of the the <laughs> one of the most standout scenes is mm-hmm. when he's in the high end hotel eating spaghetti. Oh hell yeah. He said yeah. Like, what do you tell him? Like, it's like the best plate of spaghetti you've ever eaten in your entire life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like. He's he feels like that's like what well, I was like the direction for that scene. Yeah, and it's pretty much just kind of like act like it's Marty's last day on Earth. You yeah, know? like so he's in like this like super comfy. It's like the last fucking, bit of comfort he has. Yeah, before, for a while before things get real dark and twisted. Yeah, so he's wearing his comfy bathrobe and he's just fucking scarfing down this spaghetti and meatball plate. And it's just us watching him for like two and a half minutes. In like a bathrobe, yeah. strip, dribbling spaghetti on his robe. Yeah, and like on his chest and shit. And he's just watching TV. And we're just watching him enjoy this spaghetti meatballs. And it goes on for like, like a solid, three to five minutes. Yeah, it's it's a fucking while. <laughs> like, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It, it Man, this fucking movie is a trip. But, uh... The uh, the party zone select like section of the film is really like the hot, gooey, actual correct temperature of the hot pocket. <laughs> it's the good part. 
Yeah. It, it's it, it makes the relationship more tragic because it's like these mm-hmm. dudes just could have hung out and like fucked around and yeah. buds. Yeah, and like it works out for a couple days and then sort of yeah and then like marty finds out from Derek that um he kind of like spilled the beans kind of yeah about the whole check scamming yeah check scamming thing and then like carol had asked where he was and he's like oh he's not going to be in this week he's like dude you're supposed to just tell him i'm sick yeah it's like how do you know i'm gonna be gone for like a whole week like just being overly fucking worried about everything it's like dude they didn't so Marty is very, very angry at Derek because his stupid dare to go get him Mount Doom and some Hot Pockets tonight. Yeah, about, do it. about fucking Landsman Jail. Yeah, after he starts fucking up a store over five bucks. Yeah. Um, the Jack Atansky buzzard way. The guy was like threatening to call the cops. Yeah. He could have been like, do it. Have them go through your security footage. And watch. Watch, watch them put that fucking... $5 bill in your back pocket. Yep. You I mean, if he really wanted, shit. yeah, he could have done that, maybe. Yep. I mean, you know, I imagine like, we're gonna need a copy of that. Like, just can't get that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it probably wouldn't have been like resolved instantly, but I don't know. Anyways, he takes it out on Derek. He wrestles him. He kind of beats him up a bit. Not like yeah, he's just like wrestling. Yeah, he gets slapped a couple times. He's like, "You fucked me. You fucked me." <laughs> like, yeah, and then he's really sad after watching all their crazy antics and. There's even better antics that are on the, uh, the deleted scenes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nip in the tip. Yeah, uh, the bugle treadmill. That was really good, man. That was just wholesome. <laughs> it was, I honestly thought he was going to die. Yeah. I thought he was going to fucking choke. No, nah, man, he's really bugles. good at it. He, he got a, he's going to print him out a, a, a diploma for his office. Yeah, man. Ate the most, nip the most tips. Nip the tips. <laughs> Oh man, that's something that we're gonna have to start doing though. Is you know, gain gain a taste for bugles. I can't. You're gonna have to. Bugles are only good for over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'll eat not original bugles. It has to be like caramel. Oh maybe yeah, ranch. I forgot. I forgot they do have flavored ones that aren't just those. like plain nothing salt. We also need to get a treadmill. Yeah. Not for using. No oh, God no. Just for bugling, yeah. <laughs> Just for bugling. So what's he do after he gets uh, after he gets all fucking angry and he, fucking smacks the shit out of Derek? He takes like fifteen bucks, yeah, from Derek, and goes on the run. He hops buses. He's uh, so he's out of money. So he 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 hits up ATMs to to do some check scamming. Yeah, um, which those have cameras in them. Yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> he's being recorded. Um, uh, he's he stays at a hotel. He makes mm-hmm. he forges. He gets somebody to make a copy of the key so he can stay there for free. But then he gets caught by like the cleaning lady. Yeah, and, and he like, has to his, like threaten the whole time. His fucking cut in his hand it's is not getting good. like more and more fucking disgusting. Yeah, he I has not been. It. He has not been following the doctor's directions. No, like I can only think that like perhaps the infection was starting to fuck with him a bit <laughs> and like the uh overly kind of analytical side of me the fucking like reddit theories on game <laughs> of thrones side of me it's like dude how much of that later in the film was actually just a fever dream like maybe though bro i don't, I don't think any of it was i don't think any of it, i think he was honestly <laughs> it's fun to think about piece of shit yeah yeah. Um. And like the the hotel manager's like, no, like you stay the fuck there. I'm calling the cops. And yeah. then he brandishes which his. Which is which is shitty because he was so cool, at first. You know what I mean? Like when he goes in, he's like, "Hey man, you know you want to pay by cash? That's great. You know, like I don't need your ID. So things are working out for Mister Jack Atansky. And uh, you know, he's like he gets by and... a lot on the goodwill of others. Yes. Yep. And it... until it starts to. Mm-hmm. Until he just yeah just really kind of pushes a little too far. Yep, and then they're just like, oh, so you are a piece of shit. Yeah, and then and then you know <laughs> it falls apart for him, which is which is probably a fairly normal occurrence, you know, for for everybody. Right. You just yeah constantly pushing his luck, and so like you said, they they find him in and... the room after after his one night stay. Yeah. Because he came back in the middle of the night with his forged key, <laughs> and then they were going to call the cops on him. And then he's like, 
put the fucking phone down as he brandishes this modified power glove. Yeah, which has now been filed. Yeah. So it's all nice and sharp now. Yeah. Because Derek made fun of him for it being so blunt that he couldn't chop a bugle in half out of thin air. <laughs> and uh, he, when he was eating his meatballs, that's when he takes his giant file yeah. that he got from maintenance and fucking sharpens his claws. You got room service in this bitch? What a great line. What a great fucking line. And so, like, you know, he, he fucking strong arms them, scares them into putting the phone down, and he fucking jets. Yep. And, uh, so we see a, a large amount of es- escalation. Yeah. You know? He threw away like the last bit of innocence or hope that Marty's character had. He threw away when he beat the shit out of Derek, took his money and ran. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like over like five bucks in some hot pockets. Yeah. In a big ass Mountain Dew. Yeah. Which is about the, I mean, like the thing is, is that it doesn't feel like, whoa, where the fuck did this come from? It's a natural progression of the character. Yeah. You know, it sounds really funny to be kind of analyzing it like this when in, in its heart, when you watch it, you're like, it's it's a nice, simple film. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you look at a glass of water, you know it's water, you know what it's going to taste like, you know it's going to be wet. That's buzzard. But like, to go in depth. <laughs> yeah, that, like it, uh, it changes tone mm-hmm. from like lighthearted to like serious and like uncomfortable yeah. Yeah. and like downright dangerous like yeah yeah because you know the repercussions this doesn't take place in a hollywood setting this isn't a fantasy world this is uh you know like the film has put you in the place that like this is a real person doing a real thing with real people with real consequences and so like you know after after he fucking threatens these people and runs away he's like fuck where do i go to next what am i gonna do so he's like hanging out in front of like what appears to be like a pleasure spa they have an arcade i think that's later is it yeah oh that is later yeah yeah i had to i had to kind of think about that turn of events Uh but he does go to a pleasure spa yeah has an arcade rub downs rub downs parking the back american girls american girls so where does he go after he hits up this fucking hotel? And Some, like, cash for gold, like... Oh, that's right. Yeah, he goes immediately there because he needs more money. And then uh, he tries to, like, cash out all the checks. Yeah, so he... he like, the rest of his money. completely, like, out of time. He is super desperate. He's down to, like, his last five checks, like you said. And he could be going to... An ATM, like he had been, which is safe, you know, to, to fucking cash his checks, quote-unquote safe. And he can't go to um, a Federal First Bank because, you know, apparently that's just not a thing that's around wherever <laughs> the fuck he is. So he goes, this cash for, cash for gold, cash your checks here. You know, like one of the worst places that you can go to cash a check, cash advance, you know, like those fucking places. Uh-huh. And then uh, he's like, okay, well, I think there's like a, a teller. He's like, yeah, I'll have to get my supervisor. And he's like, all right, come to my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes his ID. They kind of shoot the shit. And he's like, all right, well, we have to hang out here for a while. I have to have, to have somebody come out here. Like, and check it out. Yeah. yeah. And he's. This protocol, man. Yeah, he's, he's getting really very freaked chill. out. Yeah, this dude's like, the guy that uh, that, you know, is in charge here is like super chill. He's kind of trying to, like, get him to, like, stay calm and everything. He's kind of playing the game, you know what I mean? Along with Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, he knows he's, like, full of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like... I mean, I feel like you have to be a pretty good, like, people reader if you have a shithole business like that. Yeah. Like, Marty, uh, this is kind of, like, getting real fidgety. Real fidgety at this point. Because he doesn't have his money yet. And the guy has his ID, which is, like, the first time he's actually given his ID to somebody. Right. So, like, they know who he is. Like, his being there is now well recorded. I'm pretty sure it shows, like, camera footage of him, like, entering the building. up, yep. And he looks fucking shady, too. Black beanie, black torn-up hoodie, demon's shirt, (laughs) black skinny jeans, and he's pale as fuck and gaunt as hell. Yeah. And he's probably, like, six foot two. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably sick as shit, like, turning yellow. Yeah. 
and uh, like six foot two, like living off of like guy. scammed egg McMuffins that he pulled out the trash and like yeah. got exchanged. Yeah, like hey, I just got this and it's gonna bite out of it. <laughs> like, like oh, sorry, here's your free egg McMuffin that you didn't even already purchase. Yeah, just like really old fucking scammer bullshit, and um, like even his old scam. Uh, for the office supplies had fallen through like he's literally at the end of his rope here so he's really hoping that these last five checks come through and then finally the guy who runs his cash for gold place is just like let me just be direct with you marty i uh you have five checks not yeah. in your name yep uh it's what we call a red flag in my <laughs> business yeah oh red flag is that a technical term are you being an asshole right now yeah are you trying to be an asshole like uh i called i called the authorities marty that's what i'm trying to do yeah. In my in my line of work, <laughs> authorities. Who would that be? The police. <laughs> I called the cops, and so like you know, then he starts really freaking out because now he goes all like a, this. Yeah, he's just like crashing down. <laughs> you white people get mad and die. Yeah, like you're what's wrong with the world? Yeah, your corporate thievery. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you talking about, corporate dude? Like, I own this place. He's like, that's even worse. <laughs> like, it's like Marty. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. No, yeah. <laughs> like, he literally, like you said, he literally is that kid from high school. The one that had, like, you know, the anarchy signs and all their shit, but they don't really understand what anarchy is. Yeah. They don't understand what they what they mean when they say, you know, corporate thievery and shit like that. They just say it because, you know, that's the music that they listen to say that. And then they just kind of follow suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're more fucking lambs or cogs than what they, than what they uh, proclaim to not be. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the goofy shit, man. Yeah. It's a goofy shit. So yeah, Marty, he pretty much has a complete breakdown. They have a scuffle. He gets yeah. knocked into some boxes. Yeah, because he was just going to try and fucking run away. Yeah. And he wasn't having it. Like, kind of bigger. Yeah. He fucking tosses him on the ground because Marty fucking skin and bones. Yeah. Uh, and then he pulls out that old power glove and then uh, just straight up, like, slashes his face up. Yeah, like, when I first saw this film and he actually, like, fucked that dude's world up with one slash. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> cut him right out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, cut him right out of thin air. I was like, okay, so like this guy, this guy has literally no redemption. Yeah. This guy is... He's now committed probably murder. Yeah. We don't see him die, but he can't be possibly doing so well. No, yeah, at, he's at the gushing attempted. blood. Gushing blood on <laughs> like, his fucking throat. And, uh, over like ninety bucks worth of checks. Yep. So yeah, and then he takes his ID and then he leaves. Yep. And I think the next scene is he he calls Derek up. Yeah, middle of the night, pretty much. Yeah. And Derek, uh, he kind of gets the skinny from Derek. He's like, oh yeah, Carol's been fired. Mm-hmm. Don't, nobody's looking for the checks. Right. Uh, he's like, oh cool. And he he assumes that he's like scot free. Yeah. After he you know probably killed the guy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he just kind of runs runs through the streets at night. Super happy but with, like, a really like... sick-ass heavy metal riffs. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then, like, there's just that, that one last fucking scene in the front t- of that, that TV. Yeah, TV store. Yeah, like, that Going out of business. Just kind of messes with me. It's kind of interesting. He's kind of, like, staring at himself, kind of, like, maybe, like, a, is this who I really am? <laughs> yeah. Is this what I look like now? You know, like, kind of, like, am I going to be able to... But here's the thing, is that Jack Katansky doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. He really only cares about himself. He really only cares about himself, and he's so far fucking off his rocker, he doesn't even really give a shit that he might have actually committed murder. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's not even a thing going through his head. As soon as he slashed that guy, got his ID and his checks back, the issue he seemed like solved. the weight of what he did didn't really like register with him. No, like he's probably he's probably honestly like a bit of a like sociopath. straight up like dissociated from it. Yeah, and uh, you know like he watches one of his copies on the TV screens like walk away. Yeah, he's like what the fuck? And then you know he walks away, and then after a while his like TV doppelganger like follows after him. Yeah, like uh, on the TV, and that's and how then, movies end. Yeah. That's good. And we don't need an explanation for that or anything like that. We don't need to know, did he get caught? We don't need to know, like, 
did he just return to work and everything was fine? Is he serving on death row? You know, like we don't need to know any of that. And honestly, like I'm really fucking happy with the movie through and through always have been. Oh yeah. Always have been. And you know, like you can look at it and take it at face value or you can do the totally needless, totally worthless, like hyper overanalyzed, like trying to find all the fucking YouTube poisoning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that that's just part of my brain now. Sadly, <laughs> I've got YouTube cancer. Uh, put me down. Yeah, this is only one one option left for you, buddy. But uh, so like when you when you originally ordered the the film. Yeah, you got like a copy of uh, Marty's uh, Demon shirt. That was part of the Kickstarter for yes. the company that, the small company that uh, made the game of oh, the movie. Oh, that's right. They, they, they kind of they got separate. some. They had some like swag from the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I picked the poser tier, <laughs> which yeah. had the shirt. <laughs> yeah. So like, and it's, it's my favorite shirt. It's kind of <laughs> interesting because like it's a small movie. We're talking about like making like two thousand three hundred and forty dollars. I think it was yeah. on its opening box office weekend. Gross amount was like thirteen grand. Who knows how much it took to actually make the film? But it seems like it was. Uh, Definitely a passion project, mm-hmm. which it's cool to see that it actually like came out. We have a DVD of it, everything like it's, that. It's uh, distributed through uh, Oscilloscope, which yeah. was actually uh, the late Adam Yauch's, uh like film production mm-hmm. like company. And usually, when a when a film starts up with uh, Oscilloscopes, you're like, I'm in for a fucking treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's not a. They put out that uh, Combat Oscura mm-hmm. documentary that like that like Marine yeah. like filmed. So they, it's fucking heavy. Yeah. But yeah, like they'll, they'll, I'm not going to say that they touch anything. I guess what I'm trying to say is like they touch the, uh, otherwise untouched or overlooked, which it's like nice to have that brought out. The fact that we have a physical copy of this movie, the fact that it exists yeah. is pretty fucking cool. And Joel Petrakis is still making films. Yeah. Um, did, I, don't, I, I didn't at least check out Anarchist Cookbook. Alchemist. Alchemist Cookbook. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, I didn't check that film out. And I, I, I think I have I like a MP4 file that I like was able. I think it got put out for free. I think I remember that you had said that because like or maybe I paid money. For, I really don't remember. I have it yeah. somewhere on my hard drive. Mm-hmm. I could watch it sometime, but and I have we it. Had, we had talked about it. We mused about it quite a few times. And what's the, what's the new film that he's got Relaxer? Relaxer, also starring Joshua Berg, and a uh, a uh, David Dasmalshian or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, probably big on the indie scene. He's in, uh, Ant-Man. He's that weird, like, van driver guy in there. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's in it. God, and I'm looking forward to that guy in fucking Bird Box? Probably. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about Relaxer as soon as we can see it. Mm-hmm. Which, it's playing in, like, the film festival circuit right now or like wherever wherever like people will screen it right yeah very limited release and then there's gonna be like a uh digital and uh dvd release sometime after Mm -hmm. and i'll get them as soon as they're available oh yeah why not yeah relaxer we'll talk about relaxer sometime but right can you can you explain real quick uh where the fuck did this kickstarter for the for the buzzard game come from and why i think i i want to say i follow oscilloscope on facebook yeah i think they were promoting buzzard and they eventually like sometime after the film had come out yeah um i think they also like shot a link to the game Mm -hmm. which developed by like baby castles i think is the the developer's name okay and i was like okay cool i'm on board right (laughs) like I, th- I think I think I saw the film, and then like s- this is shortly after the f- I'd seen the film, like then I had learned of this Kickstarter of the game, right? Which plays like a a WarioWare game, yeah. taken from scenes from the film, and it's pretty good. Yeah, like uh, trying to munch on bugles coming down a treadmill, <laughs> uh, pick the fake Marty. Uh, there was one that was like a spell Jackatansky. Yeah, <laughs> there were a couple other games on there, but they were all they were all pretty fun if I remember that. It's 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 a good it's a good like 
time killer. Yeah, yeah. And, like, especially if you like the film. Yeah. Though, not sure where you'd be able to find the game now. No idea. Yeah. So, kind of interesting. So, all yeah, that it kind of makes me realize, like, indie film. I need to be careful what I do with the file. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make sure it's preserved, because I'm really not entirely sure how it... I mean, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there's a way I could download it again if I had to, but right to be like remembering you, login info. Yeah, you'd and, have to fucking go and dig around in your yeah. in your shit. Yeah, to find it. I don't want to so, do that. Pretty interesting uh, overall film from 2014. Really enjoyed it. Sorry again for no commentary after after last week. Seems like you guys kind of at least checked it out, which we really appreciate. Uh, last week's last episode. <laughs> it's definitely not last week. No, last week. Oh man. <laughs> But, um, you know, uh, for the future, whenever we can, we'll go ahead and do that. We really enjoyed doing that. And uh, still really enjoy making the podcast. But we're going to have to do it when we can at this point until, you know, things clear up for us here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh, until then, we hope you enjoyed this and hope that you were able to find yourself a copy of Buzzard and um feel free to reach out yeah as always um maybe we'll fucking i don't know at least like make some posts on our social media or something like that and just kind of fuck around yeah that's all right uh otherwise like i'm i'm just really fucking busy with mortal kombat 11 man like (laughs) i don't have a lot of free time yeah playing a lot of that and fucking rage 2's out now I should probably buy that. (sighs) yeah dude like i but i'm I'm learning how to fly the m2000c the French jet fighter. Jesus. All I've, these jets. It's cool, man. This jet guy. This jet guy over here. Well, hopefully you guys are having tons of fun playing whatever you're playing or watching whatever you're watching. And, um, rock check on. Out, yeah, <laughs> rock on, bro. Check out Buzzard. Uh, let us know what you thought. Obviously, all of our links are in the channel description, or the channel, the episode description. And if you in want, the channel description, yeah, channel description as well. Um, and merch store is always open. It's online. I don't have to sit there and fucking deal with your shit. Yeah, man. So I don't know. Buy yourself a coffee mug, or a poster or something. They're pretty cool. They're all designed by our friend who actually lives in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, uh, Mr. Mark Warm. Cool. And then we've got a couple other. Uh, designs by Ivory Lafeso, little tattoo artist out of uh, Canada land, everything like that. So there's there's a lot to choose from. But um, till next time, thanks for listening again. It's uh, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.